Hi, this is Craig Tim, and you are listening to the Craig Tim Podcast Show. Each time we meet, I'll be sharing with you God's message on living the Christian life. Now, during our time together, I will challenge you, I will test you, I will encourage you, and I will inspire you to be all that you can be in your daily walk. I want you to be strong and courageous each day, just as God told Joshua when he was having his own doubts. We all have doubts about our own abilities also, but I want to remind you that God is with us and he will not let us fail. So let's get started and see what God has to say today. Welcome everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. The title of the message is Trials and Temptations. I want to start today by reading from James, first chapter of James, and we're going to read verses 2 through 15. And as always, the verses quoted, the Bible inferred, will be from the writings in the NIV Bible. So if you're ready, I'm ready, and let's go. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith developed perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks... He must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. And that many should not think he will receive anything from the Lord, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position, because he will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when by his own evil desire he is dragged away and enticed. Then, after desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. That's James 1, 2 through 15. How many of you can say that you consider it pure joy when you're faced with trials of any kind? I do not believe that there are many who like it when we come across difficult times. And Do you like to bring tough times upon yourself? I know that I sure don't like to do it. What I want to point out to you today, though, is what James is really trying to say here. Let's look at the opening of verse 2 one more time. I'll read it again. Here we go. Verse 2. 
Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. James isn't saying if you face trials. He says whenever you encounter them. He is saying not if, but when. He is telling us that we will have trials. So plan on it. Now, is this something that you really want to plan for? Hold on. Don't get discouraged just yet. Let's review verse 3. Because, it says, because you know that the testing of your faith developed perseverance. So, folks, let me ask you this. How do you know that these kind of tests develops perseverance? Now, some of these tests can be demoralizing, and we can become devastated. So why would you want to go through these tests? I know how you feel because I have struggled with these same feelings in the past. I don't want to go through those tough times. But wait! Don't get quite disheartened yet. Let's read on to see what verse 4 says. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Apparently, perseverance is something that we all need in helping us to be complete. Now, I'm sure that you're really puzzled at this point. You probably want to say something like, So, Craig, let me see if I get this straight. Are we to want trials in our lives then in order to develop this perseverance thing? I think I want that perseverance, but, I mean, God says I need to have it, but I'm just not sure I want to go through all those hurts and heartaches to get it. Why, why can't he just give it to us? Why do we have to suffer for it? Okay, everybody, hold that thought a moment. We can't really know the depth of our character until we see how we react under the pressures. Pressure from the trials you experience. And how do you act when you feel the pressure of difficult situations? Do you know? See, it's easy to have a good attitude and be kind to others when your life is going the way that you want it to go. The challenge is, can we be kind when others are treating us unfairly? Can we be kind and understanding to others when we are going through our own tough times? Now remember earlier in verse 4, James tells us that we must have perseverance in order to overcome our tests and be made complete and mature. God wants to make us complete and mature, not to keep us from all pain. See, he never guaranteed us that our life would be pain-free. He said he would help us develop traits to overcome and withstand the tough times whenever we encounter them but he never promised it would be pain-free. Instead of complaining about our struggles and the rough waters that we must navigate through, we should see these times as times for growth. Remember to thank God for his promises to be with you during these times. Ask him for help in solving your problems and give you strength to endure them. Now remember, 
while you are struggling, this is developing character in you with perseverance being your teacher. Now verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Verse 6 says, But when you ask for this wisdom, he must believe and not doubt. I don't really believe James is talking about wisdom and inquiring a super high IQ or being an engineer or the wisdom to be a doctor or any other type of vocation. No, I believe what James is talking about here is the wisdom we need in order to make wise decisions in difficult times. We don't have to wander in the dark hoping to find the door out of our situation. We can just ask for God's guidance to make the right choices. Now, the wisdom I'm talking about here has to begin with respect for God, which will lead you into a healthy living by God's directions and result in you being able to tell rights from wrongs. However, in order for this to come out right, you must believe and not doubt, as quoted in verse 6. You must first choose to believe in the existence of God before anything else can take place. This also includes relying on Him and expecting that He will hear and answer whenever you pray. Now, one thing for sure, He will not grant you your thoughtless and your selfish requests. Your requests must have meaning and be worthwhile for His kingdom. I'll say that again. Your requests must have meaning and be worthwhile for His kingdom. He's not a genie in a bottle to give you all your wishes to make your life comfortable. See, we must have the confidence that God will align our desires with his purposes. Therefore, limit our selfish prayers. Now, for time's sake today, I'm going to move on ahead and I want to go back to uh, uh, verse 12, 12 through 14. Here we go, verse 12. And we're still in uh, 1 James. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Verse 13. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. And finally, verse 14. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. God's crown of life, spoken in verse 12 here, is not about glory here on earth. It is referencing the rewards of eternal life, which is living with God forever. And if you noticed here in these verses, we receive this crown when we have stood the test. If you recall earlier in our message today, we talked about the trials and tests in our lives. We are able to stand these tests when we develop. Uh, do you remember? You're not multitasking now, are you? you? Are you sure you remember what the answer is? Of course you do. We talked about it. It's perseverance. People who are followers of God often wonder why they still have temptations. 
Does God enjoy tempting them? God will test you, but he will never tempt you by trying to seduce you into sin. I am sure most of you have story after story after story about tests God has given you. And how did you react in the midst of those circumstances you were in? Were you scared? Were you anxious? Were you wondering why? Were you angry with God? Now I want to share an example about a man that many of you probably have heard of. He's a refined Christian songwriter and singer. And this particular test that God took him through, I'm sure would have overwhelmed the best of us. His name is Matthew West. In 2007, Matthew underwent career-threatening surgery. Now, did you hear that? Career-threatening. He had to have vocal surgery. Now, he was in the middle of recording a new album when during the sessions his voice began to fade and finally he lost his voice completely. Thinking it just might be a little bit of laryngitis from overuse, he decided to take a break from the recording. But after a few days, his voice never came back. And concerned that it might be worse than laryngitis, he went to see specialists at Vanderbilt Voice Center there in Nashville. When the doctors told them what they had found, Matthew was devastated. The doctors found a vascular polyp and hemorrhaging blood vessels on his vocal cord, making it impossible for him to sing. The only options for him were surgery and a time of complete silence. His career was on the rise at this time. He had just signed on with a new record label company and with a full calendar of dates looking forward to. He had a wife of only four years, and now he had a one-year-old daughter to provide for. The life he knew had come to a screeching halt. His career was in jeopardy, let alone his ability to even talk. Now we're all familiar with the ending of this event. Or more so this test from God. See, Matthew followed the guidance and the instructions to the T from the doctors, and his voice did recover. He has been quoted as saying that finding this time of silence really allowed him to connect with God in a way that he had never experienced before. Matthew began to look at life differently now. And then he wrote his hit song, The Motions. The lyrics of this song imply the what-ifs many of us ask ourselves all the time. What if you just go through the motions each day? Now, what impact do you think you will have by acting this way. I have personally thought about this on my own life for quite a while now. Another verse of the song says, This change I am contemplating will be hard. It is not the safe way, and it might hurt. I don't care. No regrets. I am choosing to change, because just being okay is no longer enough. I just want to stay here for a moment that 
I too do not want to be just okay any longer. The chorus of this song is now my personal mantra. And it goes like this. I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to go one more day without your all compassion inside of me. Talking about God's compassion inside of me. I don't want to spend my life asking, what if I given everything instead of going through the motions? What if I would give everything every day instead of just going through the motions, I say? How are you feeling? How is your life? Are you going through the motions? Are you living a truth? Or are you just going through the motions? And it's very hard. Family, kids, job, commitments, church, volunteering, all of the things that just keep stacking up. Sporting events. Um, what Whatever is going on in your life, it just stacks up and time gets shorter and shorter and shorter. And pretty soon, you're just going through the motions of life. What if you give everything every day? We all face trials, but Matthew's story is proof that God is at work in us, even in our weakest and most vulnerable moments. And this, my friends, is where God can begin the changes in our own lives. Thank you for listening today. If you have any comments or questions for me, you can address them to my email at craigtimpodcast. That's two M's, T-I-M-M, craigtimpodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate you tuning in each time that we post. And I just want to say the next time, I want you to be a difference maker with everyone you touch now until we meet again. Have a great week and blessings to you all now. Bye-bye.